what are one or two things that we as parents can start doing right now? It is so hard, and I wish I know, knew then when I was raising my kids what I know now. How do we know when it may be time to seek out professional help? Who are you? And where are you going? What do you want? Together, we'll find the ideal path on The Later Wow Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. Welcome to The Way to Wow Show. My guest this week is Cheryl Hirsch, a certified parent coach who draws on a wealth of experience from being a school teacher, a principal, as well as a parent herself. She has an MBA as in nonprofit management and a master's in education. She puts the well-being and social-emotional adjustment of her clients at the very heart of her work. In addition to her formal education, she's gone through programs at the Ojai Foundation, Conscious Discipline, and the Parent Coaching Institute. Cheryl's going to be talking to us all the way from Austin, Texas, where she lives with her rescue dog, Marty. And believe me, I know rescue dogs. How do you get closer to your family? Cheryl, it's great seeing you again. Been a long time, but uh, I'm, I'm so pleased that you are coming on the show. I, we're going to be talking about a topic I think that is re a lot of people are really struggling with. And if I can share just a small anecdote with you that explains why I particularly wanted to have you on the show. I was in a meeting not too long ago with a whole group of people, 30 or 40 of us, and one of the men in the meeting was a father, and he was talking about how bad he felt that because of all the things that had been going on, COVID, et cetera, his daughter was not going to be able to participate in, in a, her senior prom the way he had. And he felt a loss because of that. And the nature of the group is, a, you know, it's a lot of coaches and all that kind of stuff. And they pounced on this poor man you have to look at the bright side. You have to be positive. And, and, and my response was, you know what? He's a parent. Let him feel bad for his daughter, who clearly is not happy about not missing out on all these sort of, you know, rites of passages of, of you know, of, of her life. Um, I think we have to sort of mourn these a little bit, not to be mawkish. Um, but, but to me, he was exhibiting just fine parenting, but, but I assure you, I was in the minority in, think, in thinking that. So, uh, you know, th and that kind of leads into my, my first question, which is, how have you seen parenting change over, you know, the time that you've been working with parents? Because, you know, as I mentioned in your intro, you were a head of school and, and, and now you're a parent coach. I mean, it, it, it's not just COVID that seems to be driving these changes, right? T tell us a little bit about what you've seen in that regard. Well, I do want to acknowledge that I haven't been in the school setting for the past couple of years. But before that, I was in the schools for 30 plus years. And I will say that the major change that I saw repeatedly is parents wanting their children to not have any hardship or difficulties. They would want to smooth over 
every little thing that came a child's way where we know that is just not the real world and that's not healthy, where our role as educators and parents is to help children get through difficult times, not take them away. So I feel like our job as parents is to raise healthy, thriving, responsible adults, and we need to be able to give them the tools to do that. So when we take away hardships and kids don't learn how to navigate that and realize they're gonna be okay and they'll get over it, even though it may be hard, and um, we're actually harming our children. So, that, you know, that, that, that seems to be a little bit counter to what I said about this fellow. Should we, should, I mean, should we acknowledge that our children are going through hardships to them? Oh, this is a tough time. And, and then work from there? Or do we try and convince them, no, 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 everything that comes into your life is positive and, you know, it's, I don't know, it's an opportunity for growth or how, how do we, how, what's the best way to handle that? This is a big conversation and I just heard a podcast where Susan David, she's an author and I believe she's a psychologist, was interviewed and she talked about the tyranny of positivity, which... That's what you're talking. Yeah, I love that term and I'm glad I just learned it so I could share it with you. And that's what the parents were doing to this father. And what we need to do, and I've done a lot of um, study, I don't want to say a lot, but I have been learning a lot about dealing with emotions and what is a healthy approach. And actually, we want to validate the difficulties, whether he needed to validate what it sounds like he did for his daughter. This is sad. It's hard. And it's a time of loss. And the father was right to acknowledge his own feelings. We don't want to suppress our emotions. That actually causes us harm and can be detrimental to our physical health. So it's really important. That's what we need to say to kids. No, that is hard. It is hard or that is sad. We want them to be able and as adults too, to really name the emotion we're seeing and try to get as granular as possible instead of just saying I'm angry or happy to really be able to um, name the emotion mm -hmm. and acknowledge it and know that emotions are fleeting and that we can work through them and that um, it's, it's healthy to feel these emotions. So we don't want to bury them or shoo them away and or tell people, oh, it's gonna be okay, it's all da da da. And that's a tyranny of positivity. So I think it was great that he was able to acknowledge how he was feeling. And it's a little sad to hear that the people were not supportive of him in that. Yeah, yeah, the tyranny of positivity, I like that. A friend of mine and I talk about toxic positivity. So maybe, maybe there's different grades of it, right? So as, as you work with parents today, what do you find are the most common challenges they face vis-a-vis -vis their children? If they're trying, if, if, the, the, if the most common challenge parents have is, you know, trying to smooth the way for their children, what are the actual challenges that parents are facing that they need to help their children work through? It really is a tough question because everybody's situation is a little different and a lot depends on the age of the child. Um, because as we go through life, there's different things that come, you know, come our way. So right now during COVID, I just think across the board, it is hard that we're limited in what we can do. We have to respect our family's values and be supportive of those. And I think just the limitations that we have, 
whether you're five years old, you know, and going out and socializing and being with friends through college, I think it's really hard for everyone right now. And I think we just need to acknowledge that. And um, I think there's a wide range of emotions. I don't know about you, but I am going through a wide range of emotions during this pandemic and to acknowledge it and know that that's normal and that's healthy and, and it's okay. Okay, so so then let me let's let's see if we can approach it a different way rather than trying to name the challenges themselves. How as parents can we um, figure out if that's the right word that our children are are having uh, a, a problem or a challenge that especially one that they appear to be ill-equipped to deal with. So are you asking how do we know if they have a challenge or how to help them deal with the challenge? Well, so how do, first of all, how do, cause look, kids are unhappy sometimes. Um, I, you know, I mean, I see my daughter and I, you know, if, if I asked her, are you okay, sweetie? Every time she looked unhappy, I mean, she'd want to slap me. She wouldn't, it's against our values, but you know, but she would want, you know, say, so how, how can I be more, um, uh, I'm not sure what the word is, but more, uh, careful to approach her when it's more likely to be something that could require help from me? Okay, so I have a number of answers for that. One is really observation to see is your child, and some of this is normal, so you have to know what's normal for your child. Are they withdrawing? Is their demeanor changed? And again, yes, children's emotions go up and down, but do you notice that it's more frequent or for a prolonged period of time? Really, pay attention to um, those kind of signals and warnings. And I think we know our children very well and you can usually tell if there is a change and if it's ongoing. And I really, I didn't do this as a parent and I just wish I had and I really recommend it for families is a family meeting, um, a weekly family meeting where parents and the children have a time to come together as a family to communicate and you might share something that you're grateful for, um, something that high, a high or low of your week. Also, if the family isn't functioning well, like let's talk about it. How can we fix this? So it empowers the children to help become part of the solution and have them have a voice. And um, it really empowers children, but also that you're working together as a team to figure out solutions. And I think that is a time where families come together and really can do check-ins. And that way, in time, that children will know, you know, that that's a time to share. Of course, parents know that they're available to their child at any time, but it's also a good time to share if they're having a struggle to check in. And I think sometimes we get busy and we forget to do that, where that family meeting is a dedicated family time for those times, types of check-in. And again, trying to keep communication open with your child, which is so hard at the different stages, you know, as they get into teens and even middle school friends become more important, but always to let them know you're there, that you're their support, you love them no matter what, and just letting them know that you are their safety net, all of that, that, um, that does seep in to the voice in their head that they'll know that you're there and hopefully they'll feel comfortable coming to you. So, so it's interesting. Um, every Sabbath, we go around the table and we talk about what we're, we're grateful for. But you actually had a couple more pieces to that. Um, I, I, what, I guess, something that 
um, just in general that great that happened during the week and, and a challenge that, so add those in as well as, and if you're doing a family meeting is? It can be, look, I think people, there's different ways of holding family meetings and ultimately it's a way to connect and there's different ways of doing check-ins. And one is, you know, your highs and lows, people sometimes call it roses and thorns. It can be whatever you want to call it. I have a child that I know that calls it her booze and yays. Um, so gratitude, highs and lows. And also, again, for example, a lot of times families have trouble with routines. Let's say the mornings are really hectic. Things aren't going well to bring that up. You know, like we're really struggling with this. I'm feeling really frustrated. How can we fix it? Or our child's not listening, following instructions. You know, let's say, let's, let's work this out as a family. And that way the child has input, voice, and that everybody's attention is focused where it needs to be to help, you know, uh, just the family communicate and help things run smoother. So those, so we've been talking about, I think, things that, you know, parents and, and within their families can be doing on their own. How do we know when it may be time to seek out professional help? You know, it's really, really hard. And again, I would look for those signals of a child withdrawing, not eating, lack of sleep, you know, withdrawal. Those are many things to look at. And I do not underestimate children at any age. And I would go speak with them and share, I'm concerned. I've been noticing, noticing some things. I'm, I'm worried about you. I want you to know I love and support you. How would you feel? Do you feel like you need some outside help? You know, and I would talk to them about it and see what they say. And, and what about for parents? How do we, I think it's, it's, it's probably easier for us to work, figure out if our child needs help, right? But how do we know when we may need some outside help? I think sometimes when there is an ongoing issue that doesn't seem to be resolved, I feel that oftentimes when parents actually change their behavior and reflect on themselves and change how they're interacting with their child, the child's behavior will often shift unless there are extenuating circumstances. So again, if we're having a lot of power struggles, which are not effective, we feel like things are just not going smoothly. Um, that's where parent coaching comes in, um, where I help parents look at how they're taking care of themselves, how they can be the best parents they can be. And then sometimes there's deeper issues, healing issues that really need to be resolved. Um, that's where a therapist or a counselor might come in. But oftentimes, if you're open to it, you know, we all can use some outside help here and there. And I think people need to acknowledge that sometimes we go to friends and then sometimes it seems like we need a little bit more than that. And I really respect people when they recognize um, we're having some difficulty here. I'm not quite sure how to handle this ongoing situation. Um, I could use some outside help because intellectually oftentimes we know, but when it's us, it's sometimes really hard to see the best way forward. So I have a client that she said, you know, she's got older children and one was coming home, you know, from college. And she said, how is it that I can't see this for myself when it makes so much sense? But I think it's really hard when it's us and we're the ones navigating the situation. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> A college age kid's going home. <laughs> it's really hard. It is really, really hard. And I think that's one of the reasons why I got into coaching is 
it is so hard. And I wish I know, knew then when I was raising my kids what I know now. And I feel like if I can be there to help people navigate things that would then result in a better future for their child in some way, I really want to be of help because little things can make such a big difference. And unwittingly, we can, we can really cause harm. Um, and on the other hand, it's so easy to show up for our kids and show them love and stability is what they all need. Something you said a few minutes ago really resonated with me, and that is, you know, m m my daughter and I were perpetually getting into typically more petty power struggles, and and you know, me being me, I of course blamed her. <laughs> I, I always take the you know the high route, um, but what I found was when I f when a, a friend of mine you know figuratively beat me up enough that I started changing what I was doing. The, the, the issue got immeasurably better uh, and, and to the point where at one point my daughter came to me and said, I really appreciate that, you know, that you're doing this, daddy, <laughs> you know, it's like talk about a role reversal, right? So what can we, what are one or two things that we as parents can start doing right now that will make being parents and make family life better? Well, again, it kind of depends on the age. For little ones, I want to say routine and consistency and stability. Kids really need that. And when parents feel like they want to be too much of a friend and not set limits, it's actually harmful for kids. They need those limits. They need boundaries and allow for choices, but choices that work for the parents. Little ones are not decision makers, but you want them to gain independence and that their voice is valued. And so choices are really important, but choices that work. <laughs> and I think as kids get older, we want, again, want them to be, you know, empowered, thriving adults. And so I think we need to allow them to have their voices be heard. So if it's about screen time, before COVID, it's still a thing, but it was such a big item about screen time and what we're doing. And again, it's not so much about the time, but what we're doing on the screens. But work up a contract together. Say, this is a concern. This is why. Be very honest. And then say, so I'm doing this out of love for you, but I want it to be fair. What do you feel like is reasonable? What would be the natural consequences should you not follow this? curfew, friends, all of that, let them have their voice and they will be more likely to follow and, you know, hear you when they are able to feel empowered. And again, I'm not telling for parents just to give up. Parents need to set the boundaries, but get the input of setting those boundaries and limits from your child. Excellent. Excellent. Cheryl, it's all the time we have. <laughs> I want to spend another three or four hours, and not because I have a great cocktail in front of me, but because what you say, it makes so much sense and, 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 and said in such a calm, you know, straightforward manner. Really appreciate you, you being with us here on the Way to Wow show. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I really enjoyed our time together and hope that people found it helpful. That's our show for this week, folks. Let's remember what our parent coach, Cheryl Hirsch, told us. Have a family meeting 
a time specifically for expressing what you're grateful for, what good things happen, what such not good things happen, where both you and your children get a chance to express what's going on, what they're struggling with, and you can come up with ideas together for how to move forward to a better place. If you like our show, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. We'd love to get your comments on what you think about the guests we're having and all the other things that go on here on the Way to Wow show. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, darling, you are still my belle. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.